0: Hey everyone, it's Travis and I'm Ryan and it's been a while but we are back and uh mostly doing well. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a few weeks but uh, it's been it's been a busy season as uh church stuff ramps up, you prepping for Christmas. What are you doing for yeah, Christmas? So well, we're having our our annual Christmas Eve service. It's going to look a little different. How are you passing silent night candles, or are you not? Ah, we're uh, not. Ooh, so flashlights. So my wife lightsabers. So I, I wish,
1: I wish lightsabers. That'd be amazing. And <laughs> I would want, I would want real ones. So, That's true. but that'd be dangerous. Um so Allie was like. We can do candles, and I'm just thinking, I don't know how we're going to do candles. She's like, let's get match, you know, matches, and I'm just thinking, where are we going to put these lit matches after they've <laughs> already lit the candle? <laughs> and then our friend uh, Laura was like, yeah, then you have to blow them out. I was like, I didn't even think about that blowing out candles. During Trying not COVID? to catch your mask on fire. Exactly. So, can, so <laughs> someone
0: just keeps leaning in really close. Yeah. And just...
1: So we're using glow sticks. Interesting, creative they're, solution. Glow sticks are easy They were cheap It's okay. like I got 100 glow sticks And they're white Nice And so we're just And we're just going to st- Instead of We usually start are these with, like the thicker ones Or are they like the thin band style No the thicker ones There you go You break you go. Um, Yeah That's yeah. where So we're going to circle the inside Or not? We usually circle the inside of the church We're not doing that So we don't want to be like You know Shoulder to shoulder with, Even though everybody's going to be wearing masks We're just like Let's just be on the cautious yeah. side And uh, we're just going to stand Have people stand where they are and we'll sing Silent Night, but we'll do it with masks on. Nice. Um, so I feel I feel like that's a good safe safe option for that.
0: Um, I like the glow idea. It's nice. There is something nice about like Silent Night in a darkened, you know, kind of dark sanctuary kind of place, and being able to see the little the little light of something, you know. Yeah. But I agree. Like this would be a really weird year to kind of try to do anything with a candle because if you try to like, usually we would have. Um, you know, our folks would be like lined up in, in the seats or in the pews or wherever yeah. we were and you know, you do kinda of like pass the flame that's what along we do. That kind of, like, I mean I like the like, like, way to do it. Like I usually start you with know. the
1: the big white candle. Right, like the Christ candle
0: there. and then you move it along. And yeah. then I
1: pass it to somebody next to me and then I walk straight down the aisle and go to the back <laughs> so you can just kinda of pass it to each other. But yep. I'm just like Yeah,
0: that's that's probably not you know Yeah, really, I think that'd be a little it's bit of probably a probably not a safe Right. It, it, it's probably, you know, you're at the point where we're trying to you know have distance and all this kind of stuff. it would look like one of those um one of those sprint races you know like where they've got the baton Yeah. you know some guy just basically runs by you know like yep. the candle keeps running then the next yep. sprint off but you so, know yeah that works out that's I like that that's creative so i mean the resurcer
1: we'll do some songs um you know we'll just have people still stay seated and mostly just listen and uh you know have a message and then you know we end with the with the glow stick uh service mm-hmm. at the end Nice. Sing a silent night. So, I think this will be fine. And you know, we're heading to Wisconsin a couple of days after that, uh,
0: just to be with family. Because we just got to get out of Dodge and and uh, like, have you announced this on the podcast for yeah, anyone who listens? Like, yeah. hey, we're abandoning ship. We're abandoning ship. <laughs> I think that's what's happening in California right now. <laughs> Their governor
1: and the the mayor of Los Angeles, you know, keep making all these restrictions, and people are just like,
0: we are out. We are out of the states. It's uh, California in general is an interesting state. I was watching, I was watching a car show. Uh, it's like a guy who, it's it's, it's like a Canadian. It's a Canadian-based company that uh, takes sports cars and they just go on like a tour with them, right? But a lot of times they'll go down into California, like they're based. I think they're based up near Vancouver area. So they'll take them down into California and see a bunch of the sites, and then they'll take them back up. And these guys get stopped. All the time for like minor minor stuff, right? Like it's not like oh hey you're doing you yeah. know 130 in a 60 zone or something. Like, it's not like to break. They're not like they're not intentionally breaking the law. They're just trying to show off the cards, almost like a, a a small funded version of like a Top Gear or something or Grand Tour yeah. or something like that, right? But it's like much smaller, mainly driven by YouTube stuff rather than like trying to be a show. Um, but they're it's interesting because they are constantly picked up by police who oftentimes are just like scanning plates and stuff like this. And they get stopped all the time because being a Canadian car driving into Canada for usually less than two weeks, like a lot of police don't know the international laws that of what you can and can't do. Yeah. Right. Like, so like America has a treaty basically with a bunch of, you know, Western, yeah. you know, European styled uh, countries where we for example let them drive within a certain time frame. If they especially if they're just tourists, we let them drive on their license as long as their license is issued in English and the police would be able to read it. Yeah. Right? So this guy always is driving. so that's part of why he gets stopped. Cuz he gets stopped, they scan his plates and they don't see a they don't see a license. So they they he's constantly getting pulled over as an unlicensed unregistered driver and he's like, "Here's my Canadian license." Well, we can't scan that. And it's like so it's just it's kind of humorous to watch uh California law enforcement just not be able to understand or know their own deal. It's California's a—it's a, an interesting zone.
1: It is. We have, we have friends that live out there, and mm-hmm. you know, I was texting him the other day because I needed his address to send him a Christmas card, and and he was uh, he was like, "Yeah, Christmas plans got canceled because California shut
0: down recreational travel." I'm like, "Yeah, like wow, they are just overlords over there, aren't they?" What you saw was, I think the. 49ers are playing like in Arizona yeah. now, or something like, like that because they can't all... actually even go to their own stadium and stuff. <laughs> it's but, but somehow, like the Pats game was in L.A. last night. Yeah, I, I don't understand. So, like, I don't understand like why certain areas have. I don't. Know. So, the other thing I thought was interesting with California is they just passed. Um, they just passed one of their ordinances or however that system works um, that qualifies anyone who's in the entertainment industry, like if you're an actor, if you're yeah. if you work in like TV or something like. You are considered an essential worker.
1: That's because they make money.
0: They do, For and the they like the taxes that that money brings in. Stupid. But I just thought it was an interesting thing. Like, could you be like, hey, I'm a nurse. I'm a fire marshal. I'm a you know, whatever doctor. I'm an actor.
1: You know that they just <laughs> left yeah. the door open to yeah. everybody that, in California. That can like, say I, it. I just assume most people in California were.
0: Actors. actors uh but apparently it seems, seems like the governor and maybe the mayors are actors too so. it's possible it's possible <laughs> it, it seems like just, they have no idea what they're doing i just thought that was such an odd piece of of legislation i was like huh that's uh it, it to me it was like it's on the same level as massachusetts making sure that all of the the alcohol stores stayed open during the height of the pandemic like hey no one should leave their homes only go out for the barest of essentials and beer
1: I I like the governor's latest ones Where he said If you have uh, uh, A gathering An outdoor gathering Yeah You know I love how he says That you You know Let's limit the outdoor Gatherings Again And I'm like Do you not know Where you live And (laughs) what month it is It is freezing outside
0: I have a friend though Who is still running Outdoor church services Right now In Massachusetts It is cold And I'm like That is Hardcore Yeah Like you're hardcore. That is that is commitment. That is commitment to your church meeting in person because it's it's very clear. Like they've they've got a good sized congregation. There's a good chunk of the congregation that has no interest in going indoors because they don't want to you know possibly be exposed indoors for a certain amount of time and all this stuff, right? Which I think makes perfect sense. That's perfectly acceptable. So the response was like, "Well, we'll do an outdoor service." This was you know starting the summer or something like that. And they're like, oh yeah, that'd be fine, that'd be fine. We'll do an outdoor service. So he did the outdoor service. And the colder it got, you know, the pastor's kind of in this place of like, hey, I'm from I'm from a cold weather place. I'll be out here as long as someone's out here to 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 come hang. So I don't know. I, I'm I I'll be very interested to in know how much farther into the winter they go. Because this last Sunday was pretty darn cold. Yeah, it was cold. And I was like I texted my friend, I was like, Did you meet outside? And they were like, Yes we did, but it was frigid. Yeah, I can't imagine
1: playing like trying to play guitar or something.
0: Yeah, I think That's I think cold. they've gone down to like basically I think most of their music team is like, No. So I think it's yeah. just like basically one or two people doing so it's a much more scaled down version of the main service because they still do an indoor service as well. Oh okay. right. So this this outdoor service is just for the folks who basically don't who who we need to gather, but we won't do it indoors, right? Yes. Yeah, so. And that's where part of me goes, like, at some point, I have a feeling that, like, one of the needs is going to outweigh the other. Yes. Either it's going to be, hey, we're going to do this, you're welcome to gather, but we're doing it in the really warm 70-degree room over there, or you really don't want to go indoors, in which case, we will see you online, because it's five degrees out. Yeah, it is, because January February is going to be even colder. Right. It usually is. But I mean, I don't cool. know how communion would run. Like, can you imagine trying to serve communion outdoors? You know, by the time the pastor's finished preaching, the music team's done their thing. You know, and you go to, like, dip your bread or something, and it's just, just like, a block. A block of ice. Just a,
1: you know. Um, you have communion slu- You have uh, the it's like, communion slush. Sh- it's, like, it's like shaved ice. The shaved ice, <laughs> the shaved ice of Jesus. I was and like, the that's blood of Jesus. I'm like,
0: it's just going gonna, gonna to come to all sorts. The other thing I told him, like, I'm like, you know, they're bringing this, all this uh, equipment out, and I'm like, you know that stuff does not like severe cold for for a pretty decent amount of time like you can actually start damaging some stuff pretty fast so anyway it'll be interesting that's uh that's the church world the good the good glorious news is that uh the joel Osteen inspiration cube now is available for christmas uh you can you can you can buy the christmas version of it it is it is a a glorious moment it's it says it's as if the angels have appeared to us uh, us, us, mere shepherds themselves, and we can now bask in the radiance of Osteen's goodness. Um, you know, what? so that's a thing. S- something else I saw
1: recently too. Mm. And this is not Osteen, but this is our, our good friend Kenny. Kenny, Kenny I saw recently at a, <laughs> yeah. one of his services that you did. You know that if you put your hands on your head, oh dear God, and you pray, oh dear, in the name of Jesus, right, uh-huh. and ask. That God would give you back your hair. Does the... It will come back. <laughs> there is a whole video <laughs> of him doing this. He had his hands on his head. was like, God
0: bring my hair back. Did you ever watch Pokemon? Uh, kind of, or Naruto, or anything like that kind yeah. of stuff like where it's like a lot of times you know, like when they use you know yes, thing, it's yeah. like they put their hands together, and the big ball yes, of flame yeah. would kind of like and it would shoot out. I feel like Kenneth, like someone just basically gave Kenny like a bunch of anime. Yeah, I, and, 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 yeah and maybe they gave got him, like,
1: some might idea- be inspiration.
0: For yeah, that. he got like one of those like Bibles in anime version, and yeah. he just saw like all the disciples and Jesus would constantly like ball of fire and then i think he just assumed that's just how it's done so but, that's bizarre but, but that wasn't the worst i didn't realize we needed to pray for people's hair to return have we reached
1: that level of first world problem apparently you know he's he's just running out of stuff wow uh because he realized well the covet thing didn't work so <laughs> he it neither burned nor blew away um, so the worst, but the, that's not the worst part so let's move let's move right from COVID to hair follicles that's not the worst part because you expect to you expect that from him yeah like yeah that's that's not kind of out of his range of nonsense. yeah but everybody in the audience was doing Oh yeah that. I mean they're just sh- dumb sheep going <laughs> let me put my hands on my head and I will pray for my baldness." Oh my God you know because is baldness really a curse of God? I don't know Paul was bald so is, so was uh, Elijah. Uh, was it Elijah or Elisha? One of them. Well, I think it was Elisha. I'm glad had, we
0: both have degrees in pastoral things. Yeah, we can't remember. <laughs> it was Elisha because we're going to show those off right now by not actually being. I remember which one because uh, they because they called kit, down
1: the called down the bear because the young men were making fun of yeah, him. Yeah, and he called down a bear on
0: him. Yeah, like because they were like, "Go up, bald man, go up," and he's like, uh, "Bear attack." You know, they didn't call. I want a packer. to say it's Elisha. I want to say it's yeah. Elisha because I think Elisha was kind of a little more. You notice they called it more aggressive. Called a bear, not a packer.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even though the Packers us. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I am curious to know. Just thinking of just kind of current-ish news. We'll take just a few minutes on this one. Um, you know, we 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 have our thoughts on big mega churchy. Groups, big mega churchy places, oh. Kenny Coughlin's, Joel Osteen's. We should probably talk We about have. That. I have two questions, both relating to a mega church. We should probably talk right. about Carl Lentz. Yes, right. So one's West Coast, one's East Coast, appropriately. Okay, cool. okay. So we can, which one would you like to go with first? East Coast or West Coast? I don't care. How OG are you? <laughs> well, if we're going to go real OG, we got to go West Coast first because that's where it started. <laughs> that's where it started. Uh, West Coast, uh, some folks think that. That Trump should use the military to retain his presidential oh, wow. power. Yeah, let's... Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
1: So, as Christians, we're supposed to be people of of truth and peace. You know, because Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. And we're supposed to be, you know, sharing the gospel with in truth and grace, right? Because Jesus came in truth and grace. Um... I'm really concerned about how the church and Christians are really not letting this go.
0: They're not. they're not. I mean, this it's is... getting
1: rough because I mean it's they, how many lawsuits that they filed and like all almost all of them almost have been elves, every out? single
0: one has been thrown out for lack of evidence. Uh, okay. I don't know if you saw the Michigan um, sessions where yes. uh, Giuliani is that where Giuliani like farted <laughs> Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Eddie also had a lady on there. Um, he had a woman on who might have been binge drinking during the entire session because hey, was the same? words that came from her mouth yeah, that just, was just were a whole bunch of nonsense. It like, was complete and utter it, gibberish.
1: Is it this the same one where he? <laughs> Told the lady next to him to take off her mask, and then he tested positive yes. later for COVID. Yes,
0: it's like this was also I believe I believe it was the same lady. I could be wrong on this. I didn't I didn't watch the entire session. I believe it was the same lady though because I believe that was the one where once she started going down some true crackpot like just some serious looney bin stuff. He actually looked, he actually reached over and started hushing her like, yeah. okay, okay, that's enough. This yeah. is, this is, that's, we probably want to, well, I we'll probably want to settle down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like yeah. when, when Giuliani is like, hey, can you, yeah. can you pull it back? You know, I mean, but Julius- there's a, there's a sizable church in Cali mm-hmm. with a sizable congregation that has, it has a, let's say, let's say it has a high emphasis on prophecy and people delivering words. And all of the words, or at least the majority of the words... I haven't seen any words to the negative. Let me put it like that. So I can't say that they're all in the positive. But the words that were given that had been pushed out on Facebook, on social media, um, on blogs, shared amongst people, all spoke to Trump's second presidency. And now they haven't come to pass. And it's not because the words aren't true. Of course not. The words are always, always true. It's not that these guys all got... Caught up in a bunch of, of emotional rigmarole and just started spouting nonsense. No, 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 it's that it's a the devil is fighting hard against Trump's, you know, the man of God, as it were, uh, God's anointed, he as is, some like to refer to. He him. He is our Messiah, uh, right? Like, so it's it's just simply that this is the devil fighting hard against him, um, and and because the DNC is is demonic. Uh, he is using the DNC, who has paid off all of these judges and all of these various lawyers, and and so there there are these these words of like, well, you know, the kingdom comes because the violent take it by force. I mean, it's it's like it's like a it's a hodgepodge of bad exegesis, horrible eisegesis, uh randomly grabbing anything out of context and slapping it onto something that some somebody said over here. Uh, so anyway, thoughts on that, and then we'll move over to the east coast. Uh, yes. Uh... Like, how seriously do you think, uh, in general, people take this as, as far as the evangelical Christian world, uh, and and has it reached you?
1: I think that uh, it has reached me a little, okay? I, it has reached me a little. Um, not bad, but it has reached me a little. Um, not to that extreme, I don't think. It's just a little bit like, you know, people are still hoping that, you know... Truth will come out and, you know, Trump will, you know, be president again. Um So my thoughts on it are this. So I've been praying. I actually prayed this before even this election happened. I prayed that God would do something in the American church. Because I was seeing how we were getting very politicized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, following, you know, like Robert Jeffress and, you know, his little squirmy. I notice he hasn't he hasn't been talking much. Eric McTaxis has, though. Uh, he is willing to die for this. Uh huh. And I'm like, you know, Bonhoeffer would
0: probably leave a suitcase bomb I, But Exactly. Him. I'd be like, Bonhoeffer, don't I wouldn't take any baggage if Bonhoeffer showed yeah. up at the door. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> if the spirit of Bonhoeffer arrived and tried
1: to offer you a suitcase. You may want to walk yeah, away. Yeah, you may want to walk away. Um, or actually, you'd probably run away. So, um,. So I've just been praying that God would do something, even if it means, like, humbling us. And here's what's interesting, like, in our adult Sunday school at our church, like, one of my elders leads it. And and he was saying the Sunday after the election, right? Mm -hmm. And I had texted my elders, like, hey, I want to focus on Jesus. I don't want this to be, like, focus on controversy, focus on this, focus on that. Um, So they were going through a study on Daniel, and they just happened to land on when Nebuchadnezzar was humbled and had to eat grass like a cow. And so he were talking about that, and I, and I I just thought, what an interesting study to fall on right at the election, and I think it's, I don't think you know God's God can humble Trump, I don't mm-hmm. think He is because Trump's just a prideful person anyway, but I think God is humbling the American church a little, yeah, um, and I think that we need to wake up and realize that because we got to see how our witness is becoming tarnished right now yeah. because the world's watching and the world is not kind to the church right now. Yeah. Um, and because, because of that, because we Well, we're... and
0: that's, that's, I think you're right on. Cause it's like, there's the, there's the reputation number one, of just Americans in general right now, right? Like that there's that amount of Americans that could support a certain view or, or way of thinking. And then that the church is kind of this Um, And I don't mean the church, you know, like as in a grand scheme, but kind of like the American evangelical church would be the the kind of a a lot of the core of that particular movement. Right. So it's one of those things where it's not necessarily like, you know, all Christians vote this way because they certainly don't. But of this particular group of people who all kind of support this particular thing at at least near its center, there's there's that sphere that's made up of of a prominent amount of of American evangelical groups and and churches and and individuals. So um yeah, it's an odd one. I I struggle because part of me it's like it, it, it'll come across my feed. I've got a lot of friends out from that particular area and from who are connected to those that church. Um so it'll come across my feed and part of me just rolls my eyes and then the other part of me goes like someone at some point probably needs to tell them to knock it off or at least speak against this, right? Like it's so, like part of me goes like don't get distracted with stuff that doesn't mean anything, yeah. right? Um, and then at the same time, like, it's it gets out there enough that you're like, dear goodness, I don't want anybody thinking that because I'm friends with this circle or because I have connections here, 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 that this is also what I think, right? Like, there's that sense of, like, you know, disassociating in order to preserve yourself, you know? I think
1: some, somebody somewhere in some sacred book said, don't get wrapped up in mindless controversies.
0: Right, right. I think that's uh, it's some, it's uh might have been Elijah. Book. He might have said it. Who can tell? Somewhere the, in the some secret book. We we will shift because uh and the good thing is uh Trump's not president uh and we're going to all be better off for it. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll move over. Uh into New York, um we have we have the lenses, the oh, man, the that's bad... the epitome, the defining when you think story. of story, pastor. When you that, think of yeah. what happens when a celebrity pastor becomes more celebrity than pastor, this is what goes down. I've always hated his glasses. I believe you and I, I believe it was you and I who, remember years ago, there was a show, I believe it was called like Celebrity Pastors or something like that. Mm. Was that you and I who watched that? It was that, wasn't it that like... um it was like a History Channel or Creatures of LA
1: or something.
0: Creatures of LA, that was it. Yes, and it was like it followed like these like weird televangelist prosperity message dudes and their sequins, rolling dudes. up in their Rolls Royces, <laughs> right? And, and like you know, they've all got like their big cars, their mansions. You know, yeah. most of them are like you know, yeah. It, it was just over the top, and it was like a. Con- I just remember it because I feel like you and I sat there both kind of like shocked. But also, like this is so ridiculous. No one can take this seriously. While well, meanwhile, like I believe my wife like stormed out of the room because she was so offended uh, <laughs> by <laughs> by the demeanor of these people trying to represent God's people in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's it's one thing to throw on like a horrible TLC or E Channel kind of show. It's another thing to actually see it play out in life of pastors and and i struggle with this one because i hear a lot especially you know we live in this area which is a bit of an affluent area Mm -hmm. right and so you get this kind of like hey you know jesus loves well-off people too jesus loves people who are you know financially sound and stable and jesus loves rich people and 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 rich people need jesus um but i feel and i feel like there's like okay there's an argument there um it's not that he doesn't love them uh, he just says it's really hard for them to find their place in the kingdom of God, right? Like, Jesus yeah. never says, oh, I don't like those people. He just simply says, it's it's really hard to pursue that kind of life yeah. while also following me faithfully. Yeah. Um, I think Jesus would have a problem with a celebrity pastor. Because I think a pastor who Absolutely. basically decides to start their thing based on, hey, celebrities need a church. And the more celebrities we can Instagram and uh, check in the the cooler our church is becoming, because basically, you know, Hillsong, New York City became almost like, it was like, remember Foursquare, when like, checking in on Foursquare is like a thing? Yeah. It was like that, right? Like, if you were a celebrity of any kind of spiritual persuasion, you checked in at Hillsong, you know, NYC, in order to say, here I am with Hillsong, NYC, with Carl, you know, the coolest pastor in town, and what other random celebrities might be passing through. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say that Carl and his wife haven't done some good stuff. I know that they actually were quite instrumental in helping Bieber kind of, yeah, reground whatever it is that Bieber does. I'm not a Bieber follower or fan, and so I don't actually keep up with any of the minutiae of his life. But I know he hit some rough times; they were there for him, and things have trage- you know kind of trajectoryed upward. But what are your thoughts on on the pursuit of celebrity in the ministry? It's. Uh, I think this is
1: another thing when. It links back to what I said that I was been, that I've been praying about. I think God is is uh, you know doing some pruning, and I think He's saying is sending clear messages to the American church. And one of those messages is, is pastors should not be celebrities ever. And you know I know that sometimes that does come. You know, like so, like yeah. you take a guy like a, a Rick Warren. Yeah, he handles it very well. People know who Rick Warren is. I think he handles it pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, I think even Piper handles it well. You know, sometimes he'll say stuff and you're like, oh, Piper, you probably shouldn't that. But um, he actually said something recently. It was like, wow, that's that's pretty good. Well,
0: Piper doesn't really have a goal to be on preachers with sneakers on Instagram either. No. Though, so, you know.
1: But I, but the whole, like, celebrity uh, pastor culture where we want to put these guys on these pedestals and they're, they're fashion icons and they're... Yeah. Trend centers and all this kind of stuff. I think Jesus would have a serious issue with that. I think Paul would have, yeah. probably not so kind words. Yeah, about I think that. almost any of the early
0: church fathers, early church, you know, uh, pastors and and disciples, I think would have an issue. It was interesting. I was thinking of it in contrast to a couple of nights ago, we watched um, Jarza Clay did their Christmas family yeah. live stream special, right? Yeah. And you know, Dan Haseltine, uh co-founded Blood Water Mission, which does all sorts of you does know some great great work, great work yeah. Uh, yeah. throughout Africa in places of high need right and it's funny cuz it's like it was 5 bucks to to buy a ticket for the live stream and the donation goes to bloodwater right yeah. like so it's like they're not making anything yeah like this is not like because they're trying to do a money grab it's like they're basically like hey it's a $5 ticket to support the mission yeah. and it will get you into the live stream and then you can donate more or buy some you know buy some of the stuff that supports their deal but it was interesting right cuz it was like um, they did like, hey, you know, in the middle of the song, so they're like, hey, we just want to hear from a couple of our Blood Water supporters and his Blood Water sponsors and representatives just to, you know, tell a little bit about Blood Water for a few minutes and encourage the thing. And like, one of the first people who came on was Tony Hale. Oh. I don't know if you know Tony Hale, yeah. but it's yeah. like, like, you know.
1: I know he's a Christian. Buster, cr- you know, he's yeah.
0: Buster from Arrested Development. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he plays in Veep. He's obviously in Toy Story. Like, yeah. like he's a big, you know, he's a big guy. But he's a very humble guy. Yeah. And, he, and he is. He's a very, 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 you know, deep believer. Um you know, part of a church out, out in, uh, in Cali. Right. And he was just like, on, he's like, Hey, you know, this is such a great thing to be part of. I've been part of this for, you know, X amount of whatever. And, you know, just kind of did a little quick promo and it just made me interested. Right. Cause it was like, and then they ran like two or three of these different kinds of folks and then they were back to doing their songs. And I was like, okay, you know, I know jars, you know, none of the guys there consider themselves pastors or ministers yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Right. And they've also all had their pretty high peaks of pretty big kind of like celebrity at least in the church world, but none of them ever let it get to their heads, right? They all just basically, like, they're all normal dudes, right? Like one guy runs a sound studio, one guy's a barber, right? Like they still do jars, but like here, 20-something, 25 years on, they're also just regular people doing their stuff. And I was like, there is something to be said, I think, about, you know, ministering in a context that says, hey... The the title and the position and all that are way less than just doing the work. Yeah, taking care of people, taking care of God's people, and using the using the affluences and the luxuries or the whatever you know whatever the blessings are that you're living with, using them for that good, but not making them the idol and the goal. And I feel like that's you know Carl's Carl's story. I feel is very very very. both typical and sad and tragic, because it's yeah. like, on one hand, I think a lot of us could sit back and be like, yeah, that's what happens, dude. Yeah. You know, like, that's a that's a very tempting fruit to go start yeah. snacking on, right? Sure. Um, and, it, and it leads to this kind of stuff. So, I don't know. It was just, it didn't take me by surprise. It just saddened me. Um, I find it, yet again, like you just said, indicative of kind of like where the the American Evangelical Church kind of is at. Like, it just seems obsessed with politics and celebrity right now. Yeah. Which are two of the things that, like, Jesus was most like, yeah, don't do that.
1: Yeah. So I, I just started reading this book about Fred Rogers. And Fred Rogers, so I didn't know this, his parents were very wealthy. Like, they were a wealthy family in the area of Pennsylvania that he grew up in. I didn't know that. And, but, his parents did not flaunt their wealth. They actually used their wealth to help their community. Yeah. So, like, it got to the point I read and I just started this book, so I'm not far into it but what is um, the book? Uh I can't remember all the time I had. Um I'll have to I'll have to post text it. We'll I'll text post it yes, we'll post it. But um Ryan's reading a Rogers book. I am. Not that Rogers. Right. Ah uh so <laughs> they it got to the point where so like the school he went to um, if there were ever like needs for supplies and things, his mom would always just pay it and nobody ever knew except mm-hmm. like people at the school. And it said it got to the point where she did it so much that they would just, the like the school nurse or the, you know, the secretary, or whatever, would buy stuff and just send her the bill. Wow. And she would pay for it. And um, then when Fred Rogers, you know, when he pursued television, and the reason he pursued television is because he saw television and he saw like the children's programming that was on it. And he was like, this is nonsense. Mm -hmm. Like, kids deserve better than this. Mm -hmm. And so that's why he went into it. And, you know, in the introduction to the book, you know, kind of the preface, it talked about how he could have made a killing. Yeah. You know, because he was so popular, but he didn't. Like Sesame Street, like that made a killing and their licensing and all that stuff. Right but he chose not to because that wasn't his end goal. His end goal was to make an impact in children's lives right. for the kingdom of God because he was going to be a presbyterian minister, but he chose to go into television. Yep. You know, very strong faith. And he was just a like they, there there's a story in the preface about when he went on Oprah Winfrey. And he asked, I don't want children there. And that seems weird for a guy whose whole career was based on being with children. Right. This was like back in 1984 when Oprah was just kind of starting out. She was about to hit the big time. Yeah. And uh, But then the message didn't get to the Oprah people. So there was families there with kids. The reason he didn't want kids there is because he knew if kids are there, he's going to be distracted by the kids and he's going to want to spend time with them and not give Oprah the respect that right. she needs to do the interview. Well, ended up the kids were there. And so... Oprah went into the crowd started asking, you know, how she used to do that back in the 80s. And, you know, kids were just asking questions. And and one little girl, like, pushed past Oprah and just <laughs> ran to him and gave him a big hug. But he, they said he spent so, his focus went off of Oprah in yep. the interview and in the show. To, right to to how, do we, how do we connect to the children? He could care less yep. of how famous he was. And I think that's a, such a stark contrast to what we have today where we want pastors and preachers and these guys to be famous and yep. we have pieces that kind of get caught up in that or they want to pursue that and they get wrapped up in it and they want they love the lifestyle and they and they become narcissistic and egotistical and everything else and i'm like i'd rather be like fred rogers i'd rather be like fred rogers who could care less if he was famous or not he knew he was yeah but he used he would just use his fame to make an impact in people's lives, not to make a killing, not to make money, not to put himself on a pedestal. He actually just kind of shunned the spotlight. He's like, I don't want that. And it, and I think it's just an interesting, it, I think Fred Rogers, like, and even after, you know, you see some of these guys like, uh, you know, you know, some of these more famous pastors and things, you know, they're starting to fall from grace. They're falling off pedestals and this and that. Even some of them, after they've passed on, you see stories coming out about things Mm -hmm. that weren't known. Well, Fred Rogers, I mean, there's not, there's nothing that came out. Right. that guy was just, this is who who he
0: was. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think the other part of it is I think that sometimes that bigger, you know, we've talked about like guys like Driscoll before. Yeah. You know, like sometimes like the bigger your machine gets, the more you have to kind of act and become and, and work a certain way in order to just stay at the top of that that machine, right? And the downside is it comes at the expense of like you know, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, your, you know, relational health. Like it's just basically it just is this constant like grind to keep performing. Cuz that's that's the part of it that's I I, I don't know, there's a part of it goes like, "Hey, Carl knew what he was doing. Carl should have known better. Carl's responsible and accountable." And, and you know, some of this is on Carl. Some of it also, though, I look and go, you know, my struggle a lot of times with, with bigger denominations, denominations in general, is there's oftentimes a lack of accountability when we think we have a successful person. Yeah. Right? There is that sense of like, hey, as long as that dude... You know, or that lady is bringing in the numbers. As long as they're bringing in the the celebrities, as long as they're bringing in the money, as long as they're bringing in the the big cool show and the spectacle, we'll let a lot of this stuff slide. Yeah. Or maybe we won't even ask about it. You know, um, and that's that's a part of it as well. I think that you know I've worked with several groups, right, where that's been their kind of history of, is coming out of someone where you know they were just kind of like. As long as they produce the show, no one really asks the hard questions to be like, "Hey, are you okay?" You know yeah. And at the same time, like because they, you know I think that's the other part of this like that culture then creates that sense of you know people people in those positions oftentimes don't have anybody to go to. Yeah. They don't have anybody to talk to, they don't have anybody outside because the only people they know are either you know above them, giving them the thumbs up, like keep doing what you're doing, or kind of below them looking to them as if they were some kind of like, you know, idol or hero or or, you know, someone special. So so it's a it's a really, really difficult kind of tragedy. Um it's like uh like OG rap, man. It's it's a bit different than what West Coast brings us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's still one of those things I find it really interesting. So we'll talk more about it as kind of the things go on. I find the most tragic part of it besides the fact that it happened is uh the fact that now he just kinda of lives in the tabloids. And every aspect of, of even now his post ministry life is just getting, you know, kind of like highlighted and examined and microscoped and, and shredded even a little bit. So, now, uh, lots my, of grace for for Carl despite his his fallenness. So. Yes,
1: and there was a there was this quote that I read. Somebody did an article on this whole Carl Lentz thing, and not from a, you know, not from a Christian. This guy wasn't a Christian at yeah. all, um, but he did a kind of an op ed piece on it. And uh, I just thought it was a very – I think this kind of sums up what we're trying to – the point we're trying to make with uh, you a know, celebrity pastor. He's This guy said – and this was how he wrapped up. His name is Ben Sixsmith. I'm not religious, so it is not my place to dictate to Christians what they should and should not believe. Still, if someone has a faith worth following, I feel that their beliefs should make me feel uncomfortable for yeah. not doing so. If they share ninety percent of my lifestyle and values, then there is nothing especially inspiring about them. Instead of making me want to become more like them, it looks very much as if they want to become more like me. That sadly appears to have been true
0: of Lynz and his celebrity acquaintances. Uh, it's a really well well said summary, so. Yes it is. Alright, on that note we gotta wrap it up. Uh we'll hopefully be together next week to uh talk some more stuff up. But in the meantime, we'll catch you later. See ya.